Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. And welcome back to a combined Eat, Drink, Smoke and the Gun Guy Show. We're out at Premier Arms. We've got a great crowd out here. We're excited to be here and we're raising a lot of money for a good cause. Uh, In the meantime, we are very pleased to have joined the show the Attorney General of the State of Indiana and a real friend of the Second Amendment. And and that's not because he says the right things. It's because he does the right things in the courtroom and otherwise. Uh, And so I I consider him a great supporter of gun rights uh, and, in fact, someone who's out affirmatively fighting for gun rights in Indiana, and that's uh, the Attorney General of the State of Indiana, Todd Rokita. So, Mr. Attorney General, uh, thanks so much for joining us here on a remote broadcast to the Gun Guy Show. Hey, Guy, great to be with you, and you're broadcasting from uh, our new hometown. I'm, I'm originally from northwest Indiana, but as I serve at the State House, we have made uh, uh, our home, so it's great that you're at Premier Arms, and and combined with uh, with the cat show, eat, drink, and smoke. Uh, of course, the drinking comes after the guns. So. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah, we've got strict rules on that, so I couldn't yeah. agree more. But listen, I, I was proud to see and, and glad to see that that you, uh, your office, joined a lawsuit to fight the ATF and the and the Biden administration over this ridiculous. Uh, pistol stabilizer brace rule. And, and if anybody follows the Gun Guys show, and I'm sure the crowd out here at Premier Arms understands the issue, they're really trying to to make illegal or force registration on millions and millions of firearms that ATF has specifically said are pistols and don't need to be registered under the National Firearms Act. And now suddenly they're saying, okay, well, we told you one thing for 10 full years, uh, told you specifically that these were legal and didn't need to be registered. Well, now we changed our minds and you need to, regist- need to register them or you're going to be a felon looking at 10 years in federal prison. And uh, the the Attorney General's office, your office, has stood up with several other states and said, oh, hell no, this is arbitrary, it's capricious, it's contrary to law, uh, it violates the Administrative Procedures Act, and uh, we're, in fact, going to fight you on this. Um, and first of all, thank you for filing that lawsuit, first and foremost. But then secondly, where does that stand today? Yeah, thanks, Guy. You, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. That was a great description of it. And one of those like states, like-minded states, uh, uh, that has a constituency of taxpayers and voters that are similar to Indiana is North Dakota. And so, mm-hmm. and, and and better than Indiana, they have a federal judiciary that is uh, has shown over time to understand uh, the proper uh, role limited subservient role of government as to the Second Amendment, and they understand the NFA, uh, the National Firearms Act that you mentioned earlier, real well. So we filed there in North Dakota, mm-hmm. and it ended up being about 26 states or so that that, that joined together in this, uh, because um, as the Firearms Act makes very clear, they the legislators at that time, this is back in the 1930s or so, mm-hmm. uh, the congressman said, we are going to regulate the firearm as a whole. Now, clearly, uh, the brace, the pistol brace, is an accessory. So it really, in our view, falls outside, uh, in many respects, the act itself. 
But even so, if you're going to try to change definitions or include what could be up to 40 million pieces, mm-hmm. 40 million firearms in the in the uh, in the nation that have this accessory, this this pistol brace, uh, then you, you really need to be a lawmaker. You really have to be elected directly by the people and sitting in Congress in order to debate that and have that discussion. You're not an, you're not supposed to be an unelected bureaucrat that sits at the ATF and dreams up these ways to uh, basically do a gun grab, because that's what, in my view, that's what this leads to. When you're you're fingerprinting owners, when you're making them pay a tax of $200, basically making them gun manufacturers themselves, when you're then registering the firearm, that's that's the data you need to eventually do a gun grab. So we filed there, and, and, and in North Dakota, we have sought a preliminary injunction to stop the ATF from implementing its rule, including this registry, uh, these registries. Um, and we are waiting to see if they're going to ask for a hearing, if the court's going to ask for a hearing. Um, it, the North Dakota bench, that the, the, those federal judges sometimes, many times rule, guy, you know this, mm-hmm. without a hearing. Um, you don't have to have a hearing. And um, so we're either going to get a ruling on a preliminary injunction. We're either going to win or lose this ability uh, to stop the ATF from further implementing the law, or we're going to have a hearing about it, and then they're going to do a ruling. Uh, why is timing important, Guy? Because, as you know, the end of May, uh, the, if we don't get that preliminary injunction, uh, then um, – you have to either start registering or remove the accessory, remove the pistol brace, or uh, engage in civil disobedience. Yeah, yeah, or put a longer barrel on it. That's exactly right, and that's the end of May, exactly as you said. Now, one thing that, that there's a lot of confusion on generally out there, and that is uh, jurisdiction. And, and what can a court in North Dakota do with respect to, say, someone who owns a pistol brace or has a pistol brace uh, on their AR-style rifle uh, or, or, or pistol, I should be saying, uh, or a, an AK-style pistol? What, what can they do relative to Indiana? In other words, can, will a preliminary injunction issued by a court in North Dakota extend across the country, or will that be limited to people in North Dakota, or in the, in the particular district, I should say, in, in, in North Dakota? Well, I'm, like many other cases, uh, once, uh, and again, we're, we're hopeful, we briefed it well, uh, we redid our homework, we, we, we researched, and if we get a chance to argue at an at a oral hearing, then we'll do that. Uh, but we're looking forward to that preliminary junction uh, being uh, ordered. And, yeah, I mean, te- we're getting into the bowels of the law, but technically, yeah. uh, maybe that just applies to the state. There's only one district in North Dakota. Mm-hmm. Um, but in effect, especially since it's a federal judge, federal law, um, the, the the practical effect of a ruling like that would be nationwide. Yeah, absolutely. And, and then that, that starts at least influencing other judges who may be uh, hearing other cases. Ultimately, what we'd like to see, obviously, uh, is the Supreme Court take it up and issue a ruling uh, across the board. But I've cautioned people, which is, look, this is the right fight. It's a good fight. I'm extremely glad and proud Indiana's in the middle of it. <clears throat> but as far as timing goes, um, we shouldn't be necessarily too optimistic because of jurisdictional issues, and 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 we're really relying on 
many courts ruling the same way, and ultimately SCOTUS giving a, a nationwide ruling. And I don't think that's too pessimistic. Uh, but the other thing is, we could get a positive ruling, and ATF could decide, hey, wait, this court's probably right, and abandon the thing because they just got their butt kicked in North Dakota. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's definitely going to be persuasive. Other judges are going to look at it. Other cases are going to look at it. And my understanding, I could be wrong. You correct me, guy, but I believe all the states as states are in this one, that are going to be in this one. Gotcha. Uh, that, you know, that are going to be trying to get the preliminary injunction. Um, I don't see the ATF suing as plaintiffs, so they're just going to do the rule. So that means the other states that are not like-minded, that are that are real liberal, real Democrat, you know, socialist, however you want to describe it, I don't think they have a place to go yet, really. Oh yeah, uh, maybe, no, no. maybe just the other side of our case. Um, so I think that, you know this is the this is the biggest game in town, quote unquote, that I know of. So. Um, and, you know, this is driven mostly by private companies who are losing business. We have argued, okay, what's, you can't just, as you know, you can't just go to court and, and throw a fit. You have to go to court with real damages. You have to have standing. You have to have a reason to be there, and it can't just be theoretical, exactly. which is one of the arguments we're arguing, by the way, in, in Holcomb v. Bray, uh, another non-gun case. But, you know, uh, what we are arguing here as states is that we're losing tax revenue. Mm-hmm. Now, that is traditionally, quite honestly, not the strongest argument for standing. Uh, courts have rejected that. So far, this one has not. Uh, but we are losing revenue. We have manufacturers right here in the state of Indiana. I'm thinking Fostech is one. Uh, they are down there in Seymour that um, I, I own one of their pistols, and it has uh, a pistol brace on it. And, you know, this would hurt their revenue. So and it would hurt this, therefore hurt the state's tax revenue. So we got companies losing business. We got states losing tax revenue off that lost business. And uh, that got us into court in North Dakota. So we will see how it goes. Well, absolutely. But, uh, and listen, I'm obviously going to be following this closely and, and being in close contact with your office. And I'll be reporting uh, in real time as we get developments in that case. But, hey, we've only got a couple of minutes. And let's shift gears. Uh, the NRA annual meeting is in town. I've already spent a lot of time there. I have many, many friends and leadership. We now have three members of the board of directors of the NRA who are from Indiana, who live in Indiana, nice. including my my. My friend Charlie Hiltunen, uh, who's president of the, yeah. of the Indiana State Rifle and Pistol Association, and Senator Jim Toms, who's a huge uh, advocate for Second Amendment, has done an awful lot for us in the General Assembly. But in a, in a minute or two, uh, Mr. Attorney General, what, what, what does the NRA uh, meeting, meeting here, being here mean to you, and, and what are you seeing? Well, you know, I love that they're coming here. I think Indiana is going to give them a great welcome. Uh, we always do. Uh, I think uh, what the NRA is for is, uh, you know, the responsibility, the freedoms, the God-giving nature of the Second Amendment to defend yourself and your family from from all, all things, everyone, including your government. I mean, that's what the Second Amendment's about. And Hoosiers who love this country, who love their state, who understand how unique and exceptional this country is relative to world history, would welcome an organization like the NRA, and they do. I was in southern Indiana just yesterday, and we were talking about talking to the Liberty Bells, a women's gun group uh, out of Clark County. 
Uh, and and so you just see almost like, like Indiana uh, Indianapolis 500 fashion, the excitement building. I'm speaking Friday morning. I'll be several hours removed from Donald Trump, unfortunately, but uh, they, they were nice enough to give me a slot to talk about this case and some of the other things that we're doing. You got the kind of exclusive on it first guy, but uh, I'm really looking forward to it. And, uh, you know, I'm, I support them. And for the haters out there that think that the NRA buys off politicians and voters or whatever they think they, the situation is, I can't recall when the NRA wrote me a campaign check. I just think <laughs> I, I just think it's a it's my duty to support them and the Second Amendment. I'm glad to do it. Well, awesome. Well, listen, uh, Todd Rukita, Attorney General, State of Indiana. Thanks so much for joining us here on a combined Tony Katz uh, Eat Drink Smoke show and a Gun Guy show out at Premier Arms. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for fighting the good fight, and we'll remain in close contact with you. Thanks for what you're doing for Hoosier gun owners. And thanks for raising that money. Great yeah. cause. Thanks. Absolutely. All right, that's going to do it for this segment. We'll be right back. Tony Katz and Guy Relford out of here at Premier Arms on the Gun Guy Show on 93 WYBC.